This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Okay, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. I'm certainly glad you're with me today, and I'm certainly sure you're tired of hearing about the coronavirus. I can't find any other news on the TV. If I turn on the TV, everywhere it's coronavirus, and I understand it's the big, big topic, but boy, it is getting hard to take sometimes. Uh, but that's the big story now, and it's it's significant impact on everything. So, now you know the market has fallen over 30%. I think at the height, intraday height, it was about 35% from the top to the bottom. And, you know, we still see a lot of volatility. Did you see what happened today? The market was up nicely. In the last 25 minutes or so, it gave back a lot of the profits it had. And as a matter of fact, the NASDAQ fell in the negative territory. But all day it was up, and it looked like it was going to close to a high. But last half hour, I think people from yesterday when the market was up really big, and today said, oh, I need to take some of these profits or reduce some of my losses. Maybe that was more like it. And so they drove it down toward the last 25 minutes or so of the day. Now, we're going to have to get used to volatility. I've said that before. You're just going to get used to it. It doesn't mean you can't handle it. it. doesn't mean you can't make money. It just means you have to understand how to use it. And you're still working for the same goal, and that's that financial freedom goal. Volatility is not necessarily a bad thing. You can have up volatility and down volatility. We just had had a preponderance of really tough down volatility this month. Now, I just read recently some big money manager guy said that he thought that we were going to have a V bottom. I'm not so sure. In other words, he thinks it's going to hit and go straight down and come right back up. I, I, I don't. I, I'm going to say he may be smarter than I am. I just don't see a V bottom. I see a a decent bounce, but uh, V bottom to me means it's going to go right back up to the old high, and I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to do that anytime soon. It will eventually, but not anytime soon. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you'll call me today in this hour through this Invest Talk Radio program and this podcast guidance. I can help you become a better investor. One way Justin and I do that, Justin Klein and I do that, we're able to do. You know, we implement our our philosophy across all our accounts, all our different programs. We have five different programs from very risky to very conservative. But by the way, even the conservatives got hit because the bonds got hit, but but not nearly as bad as the stocks, but still got hurt. Anyways, we buy the same things for ourselves we do for our company, for our clients. We call it we call it independent thinking and share success. Now our company KPP Financial is a bit different. It's an investment advisor firm because we use unbiased guidance. We don't buy anybody else's opinion. It's our own opinions. And we put the same strategy to work for us as we do for everybody else. I'm ready to take your calls now. This is a call-in question, call-in show, and then we answer any questions financial, any financial questions you have. And the anytime listener line number that you can call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is now open, and we're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, so we're live right now, 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T. And let me remind you that the coronavirus is certainly causing business activity changes, right? There's some businesses that are doing pretty darn well. I'm going to go over that today and some of the businesses that are, some of the industries that are. 
but there's a changing. Now, I still plan to travel to Houston and Chicago in April. I still plan to do it. I'm going to be there. So if you want to meet with me, I got a, I got several spots open both days. So because, you know, usually they fill up pretty quick, but maybe because of this coronavirus, everybody doesn't want to do anything. And I understand that. But if you want to take a slot for my personalized portfolio reviews, you need to call. Set up a point. You can send me an email. Uh, go to investtalk.com and just send me an, in, in, an email telling me you want to meet. I will respond, I promise. And, of course, we'll all be watching the news to see if there's any changes and we can't make the flights or they change it on us, and that's possible. So if we need to postpone the appointments, we will. But for now, you can register and learn more at investtalk.com. If we have to post it, postpone the appointments, then we'll just set up another day, okay? So, but right now, they're still standing. My main talking point today concerns uh, an article of, about Trump, actually. Trump is kind of right. This is a person, a global investor. Trump is kind of right about wanting to get U.S. back to work soon. The U.S. economy can't remain virtually shut down forever. So is a fast stock market recovery possible once the worst of the outbreak passes? And we're going to talk about that. Who says that? Why he believes that? I've got some other points I want to make. Uh, stimulus. is It's good for the short term, but what really matters to the stock market? I've talked about it many times. Okay, stock insiders that are buying, insiders that are buying, buying their own company's stocks. I got names, symbols. Who's doing it? And who's hiring? You know, I think everybody heard about Amazon, 100,000 new employees. Have you heard about the others? There are people hiring. There are companies hiring. Who's doing that? That's what we're going to talk about. Of course, you come first. Whatever you want to talk about is first. The market was actually ended up mixed today. The Dow was up 495 points, which is pretty, pretty big where, for a mixed market. The NASDAQ down 34 uh, and it has to be up 28. So it was a NASDAQ that got, that kind of suffered today. Remember, the market fell last, it was much better off, much better, till the last 25 minutes or so. And then you saw the sellers come in, taking profits from yesterday and today. Or maybe not taking profits, because I don't know if they had profits, but at least selling into that rally uh, at the end of the day. So... Now, as you probably noticed, Justin and I do our very best to fit in many calls as possible, as many as we can get to. So let's do that now. This call came in earlier on any time listener line number, 888-992-4278. Hi, Steve and Justin. I am calling in with a question regarding the stock Qualcomm, Q-C-O-M. I'm looking to get into the stock and wanted your opinion on what a good entry point would be. I'm be listening to the answer on your podcast. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Qualcomm Inc. Uh, designs, designs CDMA and OFDMA-based ICS systems for software use in wireless handsets, modem cards, and networks. Uh, it's a very big company, $72 billion. Uh, earnings have been tough. Uh, I'm certainly revise that. Sales have been tough for the last four or five quarters. 
the most recent quarter, they finally rose 5%. But before that, they were down 17%, down 12%, down 5%. So it was, it's been difficult for them to, to boost their earnings. But they're supposed to boost them significantly this year and next year. That's what they said. Maybe it's because of the 5G. I'm not sure. I'd have to take a look at it. My, they pay a 3.9% dividend. It looks like they found support between 60 and 63. They're at 63.08 right now. Um, uh, it's a, you know, Qualcomm is a very solid company. Very solid. Uh, they have a really high return on equity. Uh, they have high cash flow. And I don't know how bad they would be hit from this coronavirus shutdown because you still need use of their phone-based system. You know, they, they have technology that they get a piece of every every phone sold and a piece of every phone call made. I mean, they, they, get, they, they have a good, solid base of income. Um, uh, is it cheap enough? Really, that's what you're asking. Well, if they make $6 next year, the T is around 10 11 and that's a five-year low. So if they make their money, but let's say they don't make that much money because, you know, we're in a recession. Let's say they make $5 or $4. It's still not a bad price for Qualcomm at this point. So if you really want to get into it, maybe you can step in a little bit at a time. Thanks for all. Qualcomm, Q-C-O-M. Okay, um... You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Let me take a moment to update our regular listeners about our current technical audio issues. In some terms, you know, in simple terms, our, our high fidelity internet studio connection is not working. We're ordering new equipment, but you know, the supply, there have been supply chain disruptions. We are working on it. We should have it in the next few days, hopefully. In the meantime, Justin and I continue to call in to the studio using smartphones or landline telephones, whatever you have to. And I realize it doesn't sound as good as we want, but please bear with me. We're pushing our technical crew to fix the audio as quickly as possible. We really are. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART. With the recent events surrounding the coronavirus, now more than ever people are staying at home and getting away from their exercise routine. Gyms are closing, people are stuck inside, and tightness and stiffness are afflicting us all. This is the perfect time to focus on personal health and wellness, which is an industry on the rise. Recently, I have discovered this great product to reduce my pain and stiffness caused by sitting too long at my desk doing research. The product has 13 all-natural ingredients and is sold in hundreds of doctor's offices, pharmacies, retail chains, gyms, and spas throughout the country. This muscle rub, made by Quanta, a publicly traded applied science company, has patented technology proven to supercharge key ingredients and make them perform five times more effectively within the human body. It is optimized to drastically reduce both pain and inflammation naturally. I know this sounds too good to be true, but they have the white paper to prove it. I use their various health and wellness products every day for a host of different benefits. Additionally, for a limited time, listeners of InvestStock can receive promotional discount pricing at buyquanta.com. Use the promo code INVEST to save 20% on your first order. In fact, Quanta is so confident you'll be pleased with their products, they actually offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied with the results. Again, simply use the code INVEST to save 20% at buyquanta.com. B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. 
You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to go to North Carolina and we're going to talk to Gene. Talk about crude oil. Gene. Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank yeah, you. before the coronavirus got widespread, it sounded like the Saudi Arabia decided to cut the price at which they sold crude and started to pump a lot more um, oil to reduce yes. the price. And That's I'm wondering, correct. I'm wondering, moving forward with the economy, of course, things got worse once once the coronavirus hit and, and people were not traveling anymore and the price got even lower. I'm wondering, do, moving forward, do you think Saudi Arabia really has really has control in dictating the price of crude oil moving forward, even if demand picks up? Uh, you know, not really. They've they've lost their their influence. You know, it's OPEC. Okay, uh, OPEC. Uh, they were Saudi Arabia and Russia. Were, you know, OPEC kind of sets guidelines of how much production. Increase, decrease, stay the same when they meet. And Saudi Arabia had a very strong disagreement or with Russia or vice versa, however you want to look at it. Russia wanted to continue pumping as much as oil as they want. Saudi Arabia wanted everybody in the OPEC group to cut production because we have too much, and we do. I mean, they, you know, we do have a lot. I mean, so, and of course, a lot of that's due to the U.S. is, you know, now the number one producer of oil in the world. So, uh, so now you got a battle between Russia and Saudi Arabia, and that drove the price down even before this, you know, this crisis hit us with the old coronavirus. So, at some point, both those countries, Saudi Arabia and Russia, desperately need oil income. That's how they run their governments. I mean, I understand Saudi Arabia; it's like eighty percent of the government is run by oil profits. You know, the government itself. And Russia is not far behind. I know they very much dependent. So they need higher prices. So they are eventually going to get higher prices. At some point, they're going to come to their senses and agree to something. And I think oil, we've seen the bottom. I think we've seen the bottom of oil prices, Gene. I really do. So if you want to get into oil, this is probably the time you're going to, you should be doing it. If you want to get into a big oil company, which I kind of like the idea. Anyways, that's how I see it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Moody says retail sales in 2020 will be lower by 3 to 5% for the year. Let's hope, it, hope they're right. hope it's not lower than that. Internet shopping is on a track to double during this coronavirus shutdown period. Double. So the question becomes, will web shopping decline once retail stores reopen, or will people stay with online shopping? I have a feeling you're going to see some more online shopping. I have a feeling brick-and-mortar store sector is still going to be suffering. I do think so. This is Invest Talk. I understand that many of you might feel the urgent need to keep your portfolio in shape. That's pretty normal. But please do not worry. Do not panic. And that you're not alone in this. We will help you. At Invest Talk KPP Financial, we want to help you reach that goal of financial freedom. We always do. So feel free to contact me or Justin anytime at KPP Financial in our Irvine, California office. 
and we will respond to you. We promise. And now I'm taking your financial investing questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. The coronavirus crisis has caused many changes, but for now, Steve Peasley is still planning to visit Houston on April 17th and Chicago on April 20th to provide personalized, no cost, and no obligation portfolio review consultations. You can learn more and register now at investtalk.com. 888 is our number, 888 Give me a call. We'll talk about it. Do you know who Barry uh, Sternlich is? Sternlich? He is uh, founder of Starwood Capital. Okay, so he was on CNBC, and he supports President Trump's desire to get America working again. Now, I have a feeling that everybody would support that, wouldn't they? Who doesn't support that we don't get America back to work together? Trump is, he said, Trump is kind of right that the U.S. economy can't remain virtually shut down forever because of the coronavirus. Well, of course he's right. Not, you can't keep the economy down forever. You gotta, the question is when? And how do you get it back up? How do you start running it again? So he also, this is where you will really find interesting, he's Polish. He says he's just as bullish as he was when he predicted earlier this month a fast recovery by the stock market once the worst of the outbreak passes. Now, remember we talked about that here. Once we peak, and we don't peak, we're just now getting everything, all the testing out there, right? We're just now, so it's still going to take several weeks before we know where the peak, couple weeks where we know the peak is in, okay? Because we're testing. And I know, I don't, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the, uh, the death rate seems to be coming down as we test more and more and more people. That kind of makes sense to me. But he thinks we're going to have a V-bottom recovery for the stock market. I'm not, I'm not there. I don't think I'm there on a V-bottom. I think we'll have a, a bounce. We're probably in the midst of that now. It could be strong, but I think we may well just retest the lows again. It's possible. And I think it's going to – remember, what matters to corporations and what matters to investors is earnings. Earnings are going to get hit hard. How much? We don't know because we don't know when we're going to go back to work. So, you know, his comments are, you know, of interest in the fact that he thinks we're going to have a V bottom. The other, all the other comments he said, well, Trump wants to get the economy back to work, and he thinks he agrees with that. And I think, if it, I, I can't imagine anybody saying, no, we don't want to get the economy back to work. Is how? How and how long we're going to wait and, is it going to be piecemeal? Is it going to be all one time? And then you got the different states and what they want to do. And, you know, there's different outbreaks in different parts of the country. And you got all those things to think about. So it's a matter of how. Okay, let's get another caller in to that called in earlier or into the Anytime Listener Line number, the same number all the time, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys, this is Chris from D.C. Um, I first wanted to say how much I love your guys' show and, and really appreciate the podcast. Um, I found you guys a few months ago, and I haven't missed a single episode since, so I really do appreciate it. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on PayPal and then also just the financial technology space in general. 
I'm uh, 34, and I know Venmo. Uh, PayPal recently acquired them, but Venmo is huge with all of my friends. It's just kind of a uh, way of life at this point. I wanted to see what you thought of that space going forward, if you think PayPal can kind of become the dominant player, or if you think I should continue to uh, get a stronger holding on things like Visa and MasterCard. Thanks in advance. Hey, Paul, I think that's the future. I like that Venmo. Have you ever, anybody ever used Venmo? I mean, I know a lot of you have. I, I, my wife uses it quite often with, you know, doing different things with her friends and, and shopping and things. She uses it all the time. She loves it. And she's my age, you know, so we're old guys and here we are using it. We love it. So PayPal Holdings provides digital mobile payments on behalf of consumers and merchants worldwide. Okay, uh, they're making money. They're going to make more money this year, more money than $3.43. Next year, $4.17, up 11 to 22%. Sales are still growing. Uh, they might take a slowdown in their sales. That's possible. But the stock went from 122 at its height, 123, something around there, down to 118. Not very much, did it? Hardly at all. It didn't fall nearly as much as other stocks, right? So uh, I told it up pretty well. So I think it's a good buy. It's not cheap. It's $95 stock, and it's going to make $4.17 next year if it makes that much, and maybe not, maybe more because it, you know, online sales. Let's say it makes four seventeen. Let's just give it that. That's still over like a 25, 26 PE, pretty high, but they probably deserve it. They don't have much debt. I love that fact. They have hardly any debt. I love that. So I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with you on PayPal. I really am. Let's go to Jason El Segundo. How are you doing, Jason? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing good. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Hey, uh, I've been researching Ulta, and I think it might be a good company to invest in. But the one thing that concerns me is I saw Mary Dillon, the CEO, CEO, sold about half of her shares last March. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. I wonder why she's half. A lot of times the founders and CEOs of companies are part of the founders. They, they routinely sell because their wealth is all tied up in just one stock, their own stock. Ultra is Ultra Beauty, operates 1,100 to 174 beauty stores. Uh, I, I kind of like the space, but if it, 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 only if it's cheap enough. They're going to make $12, $13 next year. It's $191 stock. I think it's just expensive, so I'd probably stay away from it. Now, we see the stock market reacting to news reports and government actions. So I have a trivia question for you. History tells us, tells us that war production efforts helped America win World War II. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. During the World War II, 1941-45, how many aircraft did the United States factories make? How many? We'll be right back. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities, the chance to learn better ways of doing things, the prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off, the need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom, that point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. 
Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial Consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 Give me a call. I really, really appreciate it. And I had a trivia question, just a kind of interesting factoids here, uh, about during World War II from 1941 to 45, how many airplanes did the United States make, uh, the factories that we produced, that, you know, how many compared to other people? So in 1941, we made 19,000 planes, Britain made 20, Germany 12, and Japan 5. But in 1944, from 1941 to 1944, at the peak of the U.S. effort, we made 96,000 planes. Britain 26, so they went from 20,000 to 26. We went from 19,000 to 96,000. Germany went from uh, uh, 12,000 to 40,000. Japan went from 5,000 to 28,000. I mean, they increased their production greatly, but we outproduced them. The reason why I'm bringing this up, politicians are talking about, you know, factories need to be on a war footing. They're comparing the current coronavirus factory production demands with the super manufacturing efforts during World War II. I mean, I understand that we need to get certain things done, especially all, all the uh, the uh, coronavirus treatment pills and things, whatever else is out there, and getting the getting a a, a vaccine move in instead of going through a regular slow process. You know, I understand that, and and but I, I think their comparisons are a little little out of whack here. I mean, we're talking about manufacturing war airplanes and guns and weapons. Here we're talking about medical things. It's a little bit different. I understand that, that they want to make that comparison to, to make it important, to give it a push. I guess that's okay. 888-99-TARS, our number, everybody. Uh, stimulus. They passed a stimulus bill, right? Stimulus today. Okay. I think that's going to help short-term, that'll help the stock market. But what really matters to investors is earnings, corporate earnings. That's what drives stock prices, earnings. So even though the Fed has unlimited QE and huge amount of stimulus from the government, you know, you still have to have corporate earnings. To do that, you need to get it back to work. Now, Trump is talking about, he thinks the total cost will be going between 6 and 10 
trillion dollars between loans, handouts, and aid to businesses, six point six to ten. But it will only work if you get people back to work. That end of story. Has to happen. Now, as regular listeners know, Justin and I make it a pretty uh, a bigger practice, a, a good effort to get to the caller questions as soon as possible, as many as possible. So let's get to our voice bank now. The question, this question came in earlier on our Anytime Listener line number, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Dwayne, and uh, I have more of a statement instead of a question. Uh, I love the show, love to listen to you guys, uh, but uh, you keep saying that this stimulus package isn't going to work because people aren't allowed to leave their homes. And uh, I just need to point out that 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and if they can't go to work, they can't meet their debt obligations. And if they can't meet their debt obligations, then that would be a catastrophe. Everything would grind to a halt, like Great Depression. Uh, when credit markets freeze up, we, we saw it in 2008. I think that saying that the economic stimulus package is not going to work, it's not about people going out and uh, consumerism and purchasing things. They have to pay their bills, their electric bill, their uh, rent, their mortgage, buy food, those things. So I think if we could all just keep that in mind, that would help a lot of people along. So anyway, thank you. Love the show. Goodbye. Well, I appreciate the comment, and you kind of agree with me. People need to get back to work because they've got to pay the bills. Yes, the stimulus package is going to give them money, but at some point you can't give them money forever. They've got to get back to work. We need to get people back to work. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm just saying for it to work, the stimulus package to work, you're going to need to get people back to work eventually. You can't just keep giving them handouts. That won't work in our economy. We need people back to work. And I'm just saying that's really the ultimate goal, isn't it? Get people back to work so they can go to work. And we just need to know how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take to get on top of this coronavirus? Uh, and, and in that light, I got an email from somebody today talking about uh, China and how this was from a, 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 an American who's working there. And he was in, I think he said Shanghai. And he said that uh, for activity is almost back to normal. Everybody's still wearing masks. Uh, that the government did a pretty good job. Remember how they did that job. It, it's a little bit different than us. They have a, a totalitarian type government, so they can shut people in and shut everything down and not have big move, not not move around at all. Well, here you can only you know you can't order people to stay in their property. You know it's a little bit different. So people still roaming around. You know, so, uh, but he said everything is almost back to normal. He says uh, the malls are not as busy as they used to be. People still avoiding crowds, uh, too, too, too many people at a time. And I, you know, that I think we're going to take the similar path where people, once we get back to work, people are still going to keep their social distance. People are not going to just go right back to their normal habits. I think it's going to take time. I really do. Okay, 888-99-CHART is our number. Let's look at housing. Let's take a look at housing. Mortgage applications were down 29% last week, according to the mortgage bankers. Refi activity fell 34%. New home sales fell only 4%. I guess that's good so far. 
So there's going to be a, a, a downturn. But also, mortgage rates rose uh, last week. So um, I'm thinking that maybe if the rates come back down, the refi applications might start up again because you really do not have to meet people, right, to start an application to refinance. Now, in this environment, the home buying selling process is essentially shut down right now. Just three months ago, it looked like the housing sector was going to improve our already stronger economy. Now it looks like it's going to be difficult. There's another uh, issue, you know, uh, as far as getting, you know how many people work in that industry? A ton of people work in the housing industry. Think about all the related industries, banking, financial. Uh, I have real estate appraiser brother-in-laws, you know, so uh, they were really, really busy. They were busy, really busy last week. That's probably going to start tailing off for them. So it's just going to be difficult for everybody. I'm Steve Peasen. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. So obviously you want to have, you understand the importance of good, solid guidance. And that's what we're trying to do here. I encourage you to consider subscribing to our KPP Premium Newsletter. I write that every week, every Friday. It's distributed every Friday. Uh, and by, by, by noon, I say that's when it goes out. In the newsletter, you'll get pretty good, I think, valuable information on the week's market analysis, portfolio management guidance, a couple stock ideas. And each Friday on Invest Talk, I briefly, uh, I brief, uh, I talk about the newsletter a little bit, give you a little bit of experts, excerpts from it. Okay, so you can subscribe anytime by going to investtalk.com, investtalk.com and subscribe. And now I'm going to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. In times of market volatility, your awareness of the need to properly balance your portfolio's asset allocations is undoubtedly increasing. If you live in Houston or Chicago, you will soon have an opportunity to meet in person with Steve Peasley. That's right. Steve is offering his no-cost and no-obligation portfolio reviews in Houston, Texas on April 17th and in Chicago, Illinois on April 20th. Availability is limited, so don't delay. Learn more and register now at investtalk.com. The Anytime Listener lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Uh, hi, Steve. This is Joe from Idaho, and I have a question on uh, my retirement distributions. I've been retired for about six months now, and everything is going fine, but I am wondering if maybe my withdrawal strategy might be better. Currently, I'm uh, on a proportional approach, and I'm wondering if maybe the bucket approach where I would uh, withdraw from cash and, and um, rebalance to my advisor at uh, whatever he sees appropriate, or stick with the proportional approach. Uh, pros and cons on the two strategies would be, be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. Well, I think I'd probably stick with it. I would. Um, everybody, if you want just a good idea of how much money you should take out of your retirement account in retirement, there is, you know, people complain about it. People think it's great. Some people think it's terrible. But I think it's a good, solid number. Between 4 and 4.5%, you can take out of your retirement, and you shouldn't run out of money. Now, in recent history, in the last few years, people were saying, you need to, spend, you need to have more, money of your, more of your money exposed to the stock market. 
because that's where you make money. Well, when you're in retirement, it's the risks that you're taking. Now, everybody was very comfortable the last couple of years, up until just now. Look how the stock market just keeps going up and keeps going up. It doesn't go up forever. That's why you have to have a balanced portfolio. That's why you only take 4 to 4.5% four out okay, of your retirement. If you take more than that, you're probably going to end up eating into your principal. You'll drive it down too fast, and you'll run out of money. And that's the key. You can't run out of money. So set up a system where you're earning at least that much money. Now, in this market where the interest rates are very, very low, it makes it very difficult to be conservative and still make decent, decent returns. Okay, on your conservative part of your portfolio. But I do agree that you have to have some stock market exposure. I do. You know, uh, because that is, the market has an upward bias over long periods of time. And every once in a while, it falls like we've seen it fall. Okay? In 2008, if, for, during the financial crisis, it went down from a total of, it went down a total of 50% from peak to trough. 50%. That took a year to do that. Here it went down peak to trough, 35%. Took them three weeks. Very different. Very, very different. So be very careful in distribution. You set up a plant, excuse me, you set up a plant and you stick with it. That's all I'm telling you. Okay, how about insiders buying stocks? Are the insiders buying? Well, let me give you some, some facts. Berkshire Hathaway, you know, he is a big buyer, a big owner of Delta Airlines. He bought more earlier this month. Delta. You also bought Kroger, Kroger Foods. And that's just recently. Carl Icahn, everybody heard of him. He bought Hertz Global. That's a car rental outfit. Okay, so that's what he's buying. Also, um, insiders are buying uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, you know, I'll give you symbols. WFC, PNC, and RJF, all significant insider buy-ins, and that's all in the financial industry. Insiders are buying Toll Brothers, Home Depot, Lowe's, U-Haul. I mean, Toll Brothers went up 37% this week after being crushed, of course, but it went up 37%. So those are the people. There's a lot of buyers in certain industries. Don't think it's just all sellers. When insiders buying and buying strong, you have to pay attention. Doesn't mean that the market's going to get all good and everything is wonderful, but it is significant. And you, and you need to pay attention. 888-99-CHART, our anytime listener line number is always open, 888-992-4278. And I hope it's the investor's friend out there. You can call that number. So get your questions in. We'll, we'll get answers to you, I promise. Here's a question that came in earlier. Hey there, Steve and Justin. I uh, love the podcast and um, interested in uh, Viacom, V-I-A-C. Interested at these levels, uh, wondering what your thoughts are. Would love to hear it. Thanks. Okay, Viacom, Class B shares, global media company engaged in TV broadcasting, motion picture production, and publishing. Uh, they were scheduled to have their earnings grow 7 and 10% in the next couple of years. Not so sure about that. Uh, maybe it'll be flat. If it's flat, that'll be $5 a share, and the stock is selling at $14.74. That's very inexpensive. With a 6.5% dividend, cash flow is huge at $26.16, so I think the dividend is pretty safe. The only little negative you have on Viacom is they have more debt than I'm comfortable with. It's not 
they can easily handle it with the cash flow they have. They can easily handle that debt. And mutual funds have been buying it for the last year. So I think if you want to get, a, get into Viacom, this is the time to do it. You do it when it's on sale. You do it when stocks are on sale. This one's on sale. It's a $9 billion company. So you have, I have a thumbs up on Viacom. 888-992 chart is our number, everybody, and I hope you can get that in line, get, uh, get your calls in. Um, I have, I, want, I have some factoids about who's hiring. Who's hiring out there? I don't know if you saw, uh, this on the news, uh, but there was like three major companies hiring lots of people. And I'm sure you heard the one about Amazon, 100,000 people, but how about the others? Total four, three, three, the, the, about a half a million people are being hired. Interesting, isn't that? This is Invest Talk. I'm giving you those people, give you some numbers after the break. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, as you know, to help you achieve financial freedom. It's always the same. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, this market watcher's opinion, a stock rally has a better than even chance of failing because investor capitulation has not yet occurred. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Kevin from New Jersey. I'm calling about Harley-Davidson, ticker symbol HOG. Uh, I bought a small position about a year ago, uh, really more speculative than anything else. Uh, you know, we're investing in some technology to make electric motorcycles, which I thought you know, had an upside and was kind of exciting. Didn't really have high expectations, but you know, they've got hit recently like a lot of stocks, and I think that it's looking a lot more attractive at this price, and I was wondering what you guys thought about it. Thank you. Well, it is a lot more attractive at this price. Harley-Davidson, symbol HOG, manufactures Harley-Davidson motorcycles as well as related parts, accessories, clothing, collectibles. They're going to make $2.85 this year and $3.23 next year, and, of course, those numbers are going to be blown out of the water. They're not going to make that kind of money. You can cut those numbers in half at the very least. So that doesn't make it so attractive when you compare that kind of future earnings with, the price of $20 a share. Now, it does have a very good yield, dividend yield, 7.4%. Can it afford that? Cash flow is $3.44. So let's say cash flow gets cut in half. Well, can they afford that? Uh, that's a dollar, about a dollar forty, dollar fifty per share they're paying in dividend. And if it cuts in half, that's about a dollar seventy, dollar eighty cash flow. And about the same for the earnings. So they can still pay it, but they're paying almost all their money in form of dividend out to the shareholders. And sales have been shrinking. I, I, I don't, okay, I would stay away from this, this kind of company. I think the auto industry, you know, if you get a bounce, I think you sell a bounce. You don't buy these stocks, you sell them, uh, the auto industry, because I think, you know, the whole world is going to, the GDP is going to shrink. So, I, you know, I think auto sales are going to have a hard time, or vehicle sales of any kind are going to have a hard time going forward. Okay, so who's hiring? Amazon, 100,000 new people, right? They need it because everybody's ordering things online. Who else is hiring? Walmart is hiring 150,000 new people. 
150,000. And Lowe's announced they're going to hire 30,000 new people. So I don't know what Home Depot is going to do, but you know they're going to hire like what kinds or amount. They're going to stay with Lowe's. Total of so far announced uh, hirings is about 434,000 people are going to be hired. How many people are losing their jobs? We, we count those in the millions, not in the thousands. Several million. Are, you're going to have, I think, even California alone this, this week, I think, had a, a close to 2 million unemployment claims. I think that's what the governor said this morning or this afternoon in the news. So who, what kind of places are hiring? Well, food places, convenience stores on, you know, that have drive-in, uh, hospitals, anything related with hospitals and care facilities, companies who make medicines that will be treating the coronavirus, companies who make uh, equipment and, you know, like the masks and gowns for, for, for all those companies are hiring. Now that well, that's only a drop in a bucket, drop drop in a bucket for the people who are losing their jobs. So it's not you know it's more bad news than it is good, but you don't always want to focus on the bad. If we can get us back to work at some point, and I'm hoping that when the next couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, we'll get a peak in the outbreak here in the United States. See, we haven't been counting it. We, we, because we didn't have the ability to test for it. So now we're getting those tests out. Now maybe we're going to get some accurate numbers. And there will be, because everybody's kind of sheltering in place and keeping their distance, there will be a peak in the not-too-distant future. There will be a peak. doesn't mean that we still won't grow. It just won't grow nearly as fast. We'll probably have a dip and then grow maybe next year unless we can get a uh, a, a, a Vaccine, which I think we will. I, I really do. It's, it's probably going to take a year, but I think we'll get one. Uh, there's also hope out there. I mean, Gilead is the number one. Uh, says that they they're phase. I think they're in phase three trials for vaccines. So we'll see. I'm Steve Peterson, and this completes another Vestop program. Everybody, I will be back Friday with highlights from our KPP Premium newsletter. In the meantime, feel, please feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our Vestal podcast. I do appreciate that. You can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and even on Vestalk.com. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.